Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host, Christopher. Today, I have two really good movies on tap for me to review. The first movie, What Happens When You Take Blood, Gore, Sexy Dancing, Zombies, and Inject It With Some 80s Punk, you get our first film, The Return of the Living Dead. And for our second film, What Happens When You Put Hivey Cartel, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, Three Cheech Marins, Danny Trail, the legendary special effects artist, Tom Savini, with a revolver strapped to his crotch, and a dance from Salma Hayek, you put it in the desert in Mexico, you have our second film from dusk till dawn. So let's get over to the first movie, shall we? The Return of the Living Dead is directed by Dan O'Bannon. The plot of the film is that two warehouse employees, Frank and Freddy, accidentally unleash a gas called Trioxin 245. Now what's so important about this gas, you might ask? Well, in a story that Frank tells to Freddy, the gas was responsible for an outbreak that we know as Night of the Living Dead. Now, this film is not a sequel to that film in any way, shape, or form. There is actually like a little legal issue going on between George Romero and John Russo, the original writer of Night of the Living Dead. I don't want to get into that, so I'm just going to go back to the plot, but just to clear it up, The Return of the Living Dead is its own thing, Night of the Living Dead is its own thing. Good? Got it? All right, great. Upon releasing the gas, it knocks Frank and Freddy out, and while they are out, it reanimates everything that's dead inside the warehouse. Now, these are not your normal zombies, because decapitation and headshots will not work. These zombies only eat brains, and they can run. And why am I saying decapitations and headshots don't work? Those normally work on zombies. Well, you decapitate a zombie in this film, in this film kind of universe, the head will actually still try to chase you, and so will the body. And upon realizing this, Frank and Freddy decide to cremate the corpse to try to, you know, get rid of it. It does in that case, but it also backfires because ash particles from the oven fall back down to earth and rain droplets, and they fall on top of a cemetery, reanimating an entire cemetery. And it's not just the recently dead. It'll go far back to corpses that are almost completely skeletal, re, you know, being reanimated and coming back to life and those are some really awesome special uh, really kind of shoddy special effects i was gonna say awesome but i caught myself there speaking of special effects this film hits like home runs in some aspects and really tanks in others one of the really good part uh special effects scenes is since zombies can talk in this film universe they actually catch one and laid out on a table and ask it why it eats brains in that sense. And while they're having a conversation with it, the spinal cord on the zombie you can see move back and forth. And as it's moving, it actually releases spinal fluid. And it's really gross, but really neat to watch. One of the lesser special effects scenes is actually after they first decapitate the zombie, the body gives up and runs around, and it just looks awful. It's very, very jarring. This film isn't only horror, it's actually a comedy in certain aspects. Um, after they decapitate the zombie, you actually see the head and it's kind of rocking back and forth trying to get to an ankle to bite. Frank and Freddy actually talk 
and discuss how come decapitating doesn't work and they go you know they're freaking out saying what happened in the movies and it worked in the movies why is it not working now you know freaking out about that also because frank and freddie were exposed to the gas they slowly start to die throughout the movie and a friend phones the paramedics to come and try to save them when the paramedics get there they are swarmed by zombies and you know they start to consume the brains of the paramedics well they hear a radio because dispatch is calling for them the zombies actually get up answer the radio and tell the dispatch to bring more paramedics so it's just funny seeing the zombies outsmart us in you know that sense also seeing how just a small screw-up can lead to pretty much a city being overrun with the undead. It was just funny to me for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, if these guys didn't kind of dick around, nothing bad would have ever happened. But they just had to dick around and mess everything up. The Return of the Living Dead does have a few movies in the franchise. I haven't watched any of them. Although I have heard that the sequel is somewhat decent. Other than that, I think there's five films altogether. I've heard three, four, and five are pretty bad. So just stay away from those. So, But if you decide to go to, go at your own peril. I won't ever watch them. I will highly prefer The Return of the Living Dead. Also, I would highly recommend this film to those of you who love zombie movies. Seeing as this is where the whole... Um, zombies only eating brains kind of cliche came from but so it's neat to see that start out in this sense also most of the actors from this film were in Friday the 13th film so the actually the main actor who plays Freddy was Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th part 6 so it's, if you watch those films you'll you know know most of the cast actually it is kind of funny in that sense too if you like those films and like if you like the Friday the 13th film then you like this film and you see it and like this film with that being said that is my review for The Return of the Living Dead I'm going to go hop over to do my review from dusk till dawn so I'll meet you over there From Dusk Till Dawn was directed by Robert Rodriguez. The plot of the film is that the Gecko Brothers are on the run from the law. And they need to get to Mexico. To do this, they took a father and his two kids hostage because that family was using an RV and they're going to use the RV as a kind of a means to get there. What's in Mexico? Well, the Gecko Brothers have a contact they're going to meet who's going to take them away to a town called El Rey so they can live out their days in peace. Once in Mexico, they get to the Rendezvous Point, a dive bar called the Titty Twister. Now, the Titty Twister is not just a place to get drunk and get a lap dance. No, it is also a vampire lair. Once this is found out, the brothers have to work with the hostages to survive from dusk till dawn. I know that's stupid to use, but I'm going to use it anyways. <laughs> I really don't know where to begin with this film. It's because, like, at all, actually. The first half of this film, the second half of this film is completely and tonally different. The first half is a serious crime drama. And the second half is this batshit insane blood gore soaked monster movie. Which, personally, my, the second half is my favorite part. I know that's a lot of people's favorite part, but it's, it's 
how ludicrous and just how much fun they have with it is what makes it the best. And in the middle of it, there's a dance by Selma Hayek, which bridges the two scenes together. It's the calm before the storm, and once that storm hits, it rocks the hell out of that bar. The special effects in this film are really good. The Some of the, uh, later in the film, they start to bless water, and when they throw it on vampires, half their face will, like, melt away, or body parts will melt, and it's a really cool effect. They actually throw it on a vampire and half his face is like gone and the vampire turns and you look inside and you can see the brain and the tongue and everything's like moving about it's a disgusting thing to see but amazing in the same at the same time the designs of the vampires themselves are really interesting all as well Selma Hayek I guess is the lead vampire but for some reason she looks more reptilian compared to Danny Trejo, who's also a vampire, who looks more bat-like, and later on, they have more like vampire minions show up to the bar, and they look like human-bat hybrids. There's actually a, a shot of one of the bat people, I guess you could say, hanging from the ceiling, and he like spreads his arms out, which you can see the fingers attached to the wings and everything, and he it really looks like a bat, and it's freaky to see. The, like I said in the beginning of this episode, Tom Savini is in this film, and he is my favorite character. He portrays Sex Machine. Yes, he has a revolver strapped to his junk, and it is freaking hilarious. At one point, a zombie, uh, vampires are attacking him. It comes out, and he starts shooting headshots off with it. It is funny. He also uses a whip, too, and he's able to decapitate some vampires. George Clooney, on the other hand, plays one of the Gecko brothers, along with Quentin Tarantino. And I can't tell who kills more vampires, Seth Gecko or Sex Machine, because it'll just go back and forth, and George Clooney's just nailing vampires in the chest, and then it goes to Tom Savini, he's just nailing people in the chest. I honestly don't know who's who killed more vampires in that situation before, tragically, Tom Savini dies. But, he dies in a pretty awesome way transforming into a giant rat it's really weird to see but he um, gets decapitated by George Clooney and through the head this rat face pops out and then you see the body kind of like blow up like the rat was just inside there it just blows up and then the rat's there and it's like the size of George Clooney it's just it's funny to see him just like on the ground fighting with it from Dusk Till Dawn in itself does have two sequels, which I have yet to see, and a TV show that I want to watch. I just haven't really been able to find a time or a way to watch it because I don't have El Rey Network. So if anybody knows any way to watch it, leave me a voice message on Anchor so I can get a hold of it and watch it. But... I mean, honestly, there is, I don't know what to say about From Dusk Till Dawn that hasn't already been said. If you haven't seen this film, you are missing out. You need to watch this movie. I know this is, that was kind of a short review, I guess you could say, From Dusk Till Dawn, but it is very, it's very hard to review this film without just talking about this movie for hours and hours on end. So with that being said, I guess I'm going to 
go over to the outro for this episode, so I'll meet you over there. With all that being said, that is another episode of Slasher Supreme. Thank you again for listening. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, whatever you gotta do to let me know you're out there listening. And if I do get a notification that you favorited the page, I will give you a shout-out like I did in the last podcast. Before I go, the movie fun fact is for The Return of the Living Dead. On the back of Freddy's jacket, it actually says, fuck you. But a second jacket was made because this movie was aired on TV. And the jacket actually on the back says television version so it's kind of funny because they realized that you know they couldn't say you know have that showing on television so that's just a little interesting fun fact for you for the next podcast i'm actually going to be reviewing the original godzilla film that is actually one of my favorite movies of all time i'm a huge godzilla fan so i'm excited about reviewing that film so be ready for that Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.